Hello and welcome to another episode of VR Download. In case you're new here, each week we meet here in virtual reality using the latest technologies to discuss the next generation of personal computing. I am your bespectacled host, Kyle, uh, filling in for Ian, and uh, Ian is over here filling in for David, and uh, so that that's how that works. Yeah, um, hello everyone. Yeah, yeah hi everyone. Uh, we're here in our very own proprietary Upload Virtual Studios. Uh, we're broadcasting live on YouTube, so feel free to post comments and questions during the show. VR Download is also syndicated to all podcast platforms, and if you would like this type of quality programming to continue, we need your support by liking, subscribing, and sharing upload content. Uh, holy cow, this is my first time actually hosting the broadcast, and boy, are my arms tired. Uh, <laughs> this is this is, this is is high stress. I don't know how you do this every week, Ian. Uh, yeah, man. Host, you know? Doing, yeah, doing like you've got to get, get you got to get things broadcasting across the internet. Uh, you know what, Kyle? All right, we're going to have to fix your avatar. We're going to have to fix your avatar. We're going to have to have a talk about what, your avatar. What's, yeah. what's wrong with my avatar? Yeah, uh, we'll what, talk wait, about it later. It's okay. No, what, what's what's wrong with my avatar? I don't understand. I mean, well, all right. So I, I had this problem with my avatar, and and the settings in the avatar selection system hide a whole lot of the settings it's one of the worst menu systems i've ever dealt with and i uh i finally i i had a, a problem with my avatar for quite a long time where i couldn't get it quite to to match how i feel i think i've got it uh tuned in right now but i need to i need to point out and show you the the, the parts of the the avatar selection system because i hate it oh um, so uh what, what you're saying ian is that i uh, um I don't well, think I don't think your avatar represents the way you 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 uh, look. Yeah, and I think okay. we should work on it. All right. Um, do I get to keep the outfit though? Because I mean, this I think you get to keep the outfit. Yes. Yes. This is a good yes. looking outfit. I really like the, you know, the V neck because I can't wear them in real life. <laughs> I can't wear a V neck in real life. It just doesn't look right on <laughs> my shape, my contour. I don't know. I, I, Onikaze, so it sounds like do... somebody didn't use PhysiCalc, the worst menu system. Okay, I appreciate that. All right, fair, fair. I didn't, I was, I was, I overstated that one, but it is a very bad menu system. And I've told Meta, I've told Meta directly on, you know, David Heaney and I have, have told them directly of how bad that menu system is and how bad they yeah. uh, they need to improve it. So, so the, I like the idea uh, recycled here, it says makeover day. Um, Maybe I should live stream a makeover. <laughs> we'll get some hip music, you know. We could demonstrate to how bad the menu system is. Yeah, you just go in there, your first time yeah. going in there in like a year and just like have fun and show how how disastrous that menu system is. Okay, I, uh, well, now are we going to talk got, about, you know, the fact yeah. that David Heaney was about to push an update into the studio? <sighs> Oh, yes. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because uh, Stevie, the TV here, uh, has been kind of on like permanent hiatus for the longest time. Uh, I don't want anybody to think that he was, you know, downsized or, you know, outsourced or whatever. Uh, no, Stevie is just uh, he's been out for maintenance. And um, well, uh, with the new website and uh, everything that went on with that, you know, we we had to reconnect and get our system you know rigged up to to stevie to be able to provide you the quality 
content that we typically do. Uh, but right now, um, no, Stevie is um, plugged into the ether and there's nothing there. Yeah. Well, and I'm and I'm excited about the secret the secret features that that David Heaney is working on. I can't wait to see what he's worked up as his solutions for those secret features. Uh, yeah, that we will debut. So tell your friends, get them to tune in next week uh, because we we you know we going live here is stressful, right? Like we have we don't yeah. have our camera system. Kyle came in here. He's like, how do I change the cameras? I'm like, Kyle, that's that's automatic. That's been automatic but- for a long time. But I thought we could do the like the the two of us together. It sometimes picks that camera, and I don't know what what like what? solution. It's two. Try try the two key. See if the two try key the does two it. key. Yeah. No. Hold no. on. Two. No. One. Two. Oh, three. 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 No. Two. One. No. I don't oh. know. Well, we can we can we can all we can override the the robots uh, in case they try to nuke us. But yeah, so they are automatic. The AI isn't as I as it needs to be right now. We'll have to work (laughs) on that. It's it's artificial intelligence. Anyways, next week, yeah, tune in next week for sure. We're gonna. I can't wait to see these new features and uh, get get us back. We've got a full. What I was getting at with the stress thing is, uh, we'll have a full week here between. Uh, for testing between David Heaney and I, and we'll get in here and mm-hmm. make sure everything is tuned really well before next week. And hopefully we get on time unless, you know, massive news breaks right before we come in live. That that does happen on occasion. So, okay. Well, I, uh, I think we've got, we actually, you, you've stacked us with news to talk oh, about. Yeah, today. It's a heavy news I, day. I feel, I feel like there's going to be quite a number of items that are going to kind of, you know, we'll talk about it, but we won't dwell on it a lot. You know, it's just going to be, here's the thing that happened and then move on from there. Um, <laughs> Jed Ranko, yeah. the opposite of intelligence is intelligence. I don't, I don't know enough to disagree with that. So I guess I'm intelligence. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was intelligent. Un- <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Know. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, all the facade, all of the facades of our of our professional newsroom come away when you come on. When you I come know. on, Kyle. see, and, and this is why, and this is why, when I do my show, it's going to be so much fun. See, today, <laughs> today was good. It was a milestone because now I've got OBS set up. I can go live. Whenever yeah, he I tried want to. to. He tried to. You know, he's got full. I'm. I'm terrified that he's just going to start. You know, streaming his desktop randomly, and we'll just yeah. 80,000 people who uh, subscribe to upload VR are going to get to see whatever whatever you do in your off time on your computer. I mean, it's mostly AFK fishing and Minecraft, but, you know, it's <laughs> I have absolute power. Yes. OK, no, we'll say that kind of stuff for my show. <laughs> OK, well, uh, all right, Let, let's let's get into it. We're, we're, we're seven minutes in and we've literally said nothing uh, about news. So let's talk about let's are we going to start with the meta stuff yeah meta let's go through the meta things first all right so uh let's talk about the quest version 55 update that uh, delivers quest 2 and pro performance boost uh gpu clock speeds and all of that stuff now i saw an article i I don't remember what outlet it was but it came through my feed and it said if you have a quest 2 you now have a quest 2.5 and i'm like uh is that is that an accurate representation oh, of what this does? 
I'm serious. Yeah, I, saw that. I mean, well, all right. So this is the the second sort of update to the speed of of the quest. So uh, let me find it in my notes here. This is a little bit out of order from how I had them. Um, yeah, so this is V55. It obviously takes a couple of weeks to roll out. If you don't have V55, you can go into settings on your quest, look what version you've got under info, um, and and see if you're there yet. It takes a few weeks usually to roll out, though. But this is like the second update that Meta has done software-wise to actually update the, the clock speed of the system. Um, and it's not just Quest 2. It's Quest Pro has an improvement here as well. So for those keeping track, in December, Meta increased the Quest 2's GPO clock speed by 7%. Um, now, with this version, it's going 19% further, as well as increasing the CPU, um, central processing unit's clock speed, by more than 25%. So over on Quest Pro... Those increases are 11% for the GPU and 26% for the CPU as well. Um, it's it is going to be a dramatic update. You know that those are significant changes to the experience. Everything should get smoother. You should have less uh, hiccups in certain apps. It, it will feel uh, like a a big update, but still, I I don't. You know, David Heaney and I have spent extraordinary amounts of time in uh private debate debate with you in the room uh going over headlines and the right framing for these updates we we try to make sure our stuff is as accurate as possible and when you say a 2 to 2.5 that feels like a hardware update like and that's not what this is doing this is a software update applying to all the quest 2s out there so i i do to, to your specific question, I do disagree a little bit with that framing, um, but it's eh, I, get, I get why they went with that. Yeah, you know, I was I was torn about it because you know, anytime you, so I agree with you on the hardware, but then I kind of, you know, I've taken like uh, the um, the old HP touchpad tablet device that uh, HP Fire sailed a million years ago. Uh, it, it came with WebOS on it, which is a really silly proprietary thing that only belongs on televisions uh, as an operating system. And I shoehorned Android onto it like so many other uh, people during that time did. It vastly changed the capabilities of the device because it had an operating system that can do so much more. Uh, Android can do so much more than WebOS. Spoiler alert. Uh, what, what, you know, I changed it by adding different software to it to almost a completely different tablet. Could you make that same argument that a software change significant enough to improve hardware performance by upping the clock speed? Could you get to the, the logic of a 2.5, Quest 2.5? Yeah, just, to, I don't, just for sake of yeah, I get it. It's, it's a, like I get the hypotheticals there. It's just when you're when you're attaching numbers to each generation, that's like a it's it's telegraphing to everyone that this is a hardware platform and you're putting software on top of it. When you change the number of the actual hardware product, you're kind of implying that something has changed hardware wise. When to you know they have actually upgraded the storage, but that's not affected at all by you know these these software based updates so sure um, yeah so maybe yeah. maybe quest 2 plus 
quest. Oh no! To... Oh no! That's how that's how you're transitioning to our next. Subject. Is that how I'm doing that? In that is that how I'm doing that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's. Okay. So I'm, I'm obviously I'm skipping around here just for the sake of my jokes. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> be sure be sure to tune in to Kyle uh or Kyle 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 Untethered what did what did what did Kyle be? Untethered is like the absolute best name possible for this show that I'm going to do because Kyle yeah Unchained. not unchained no but uh so I don't even have it in my notes here so you're going to have to talk oh where, no where well, I got good notes all right so Quest good. uh Meta Quest Plus is Meta's new subscription service that'll give you two VR games each month for eight dollars now this just launched and they're doing it with a promotion so if you go and sign up to it in july if you're listening to us on podcast or you get this on replay while you're still in july you still have a chance to get that one dollar that will give you pistol whip and pixel ripped 1995 for that first month and then august they're adding two games uh for walkabout mini golf and mother gunship forge and uh, you can also get this on a on a yearly subscription of sixty dollars annually, which is a discount over the the monthly. You will lose access to these games if you cancel the subscription. However, if you reactivate your subscription, they come back, so it will continue across a cancellation period if you decide to do that. And that's that's the gist of this. You know, the core of this news. Now we can talk about all the let's let's talk about all the things surrounding this because this is obviously not the first gaming subscription program but i do wonder how successful it's going to be and how it's going to affect some of my favorite games right you well i mean i I guess it was no big surprise to anyone that pistol whip was one of the first titles to be on there right and i mean obviously somebody put the forethought to say hey let's find two games that have whip and ripped and put those two things together. I mean, that, that's, that's genius. What do you think the logic is on how they choose which games? Are, I think they follow my Twitter feed and they pick, they pick the games that I talk about on my Twitter feed. That's, that's so my walk about. And, uh, what? And what pistol whip and pixel ripped in 1990. Yeah. So walk about and pistol whip. So, and, all right. And then Interestingly, Pixel Ripped just released Pixel Ripped 1978. So the timing is really, really good for that studio to get people into this 1995 game. And then maybe you want to go and check out their other two. I think it's 1989 and 1978. But I think 1989 is an expansion inside of 1995. Like there's a DLC. I don't know. I can't remember how that rolled out. Um, and I think 2045 is coming out in the future. Okay. That's a really bad joke. Okay, so thank you. Um, Pistol Whip is one of my favorite games. Um, obviously, building on the rhythm of Beat Saber, uh, except with guns, you're passing straight down a hallway. They just added the mods feature. Uh, so they've got modded uh, levels you can download that are done by other people. Um, and that's a like that's a huge game to debut with, like a very, very popular game, but it's aging, right? It's It came out several years ago now. 
um, kind of gives a whole new audience uh, potentially uh, access to that game. And then, like I said, Pixel Ripped 1995 makes a perfect sense for those devs to debut with Meta on because maybe you want to go and check out the 1978 game that just came out, which we reviewed. And I think that has a recommended label on it. And then, of course, next month, Walkabout Mini Golf, right? Like that's, that's, uh, such a great social experience and i'm really curious to see kind of how many golfers are introduced to how wonderful that platform is by having access to this as part of the the monthly subscription plan so i have uh a question for you ian and for the audience and i guess for meta as well this subscription is going to be a fantastic thing to bring people in for the quest three, you know, it's under little Billy or little Sally's, uh, you know, Christmas tree now that they're 10 and they're getting it. Cause all of their friends are getting it as well. Uh, why not wait and put the like popular titles at the end? Um, you know, you, please unmute yourself before you start talking. So, nope, you didn't unmute yourself. I wasn't talking. I was talking. I was. I was listening. I was. I, I was saw listening your mouth mode. moving. But. Well, I don't know why my. That's probably because my cat is behind me meowing, and it's passing. Well, what does your cat think? My... Does your cat think that they should hold off on putting some of the bigger games until I, like near Christmas? <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Anthony's uh, comment here. Thank you for the donation. I better not have to manually redeem these games. That is a good point. That's something you have to do over on. The PlayStation Plus, uh, you've had to go through and it had, you know, go add to your library in order to get to it. Uh, I haven't actually jumped in there to see what the UI looks for this. So that is a very good question to keep on, on, um, you know, to keep to check out. Um, the th- to answer your question, I did this whole math thing, uh, trying to figure out how this stacks up to kind of like other options out there. Vision Pro, Apple Vision Pro is coming next year. $3,500. Apple obviously has a very robust pay m- monthly plan, which when you boil it down to like 12, 12 payments it is roughly the price of a Quest 2 per month. So you could buy 12 Quest 2s or one Vision Pro uh, for, for roughly the same amount of you know price come next year. Um, the, the small print on the subscription for this says you've got to be 17 plus in order to set this up. So that's another thing that we kind of have to investigate and see, because that kind of puts a big wrench in the plans of exactly the scenario you talked about of putting these headsets below the Christmas tree later this year. One of the things I immediately wondered is, could you go and set up meta accounts for your family members right now and then sign them all up for this plus plan and even put them all on the yearly right so multiply 60 times four oh man i just i did the i did the magic hand signal to uh take myself out of this uh studio um you know pay the 60 dollars times four right now and get your whole family signed up so that you can get into Walkabout uh, as well as whatever other games come out over the next few months and have this nice, robust library waiting and ready under that Christmas tree later this year for your entire family to have uh, VR together. It was an interesting idea, but obviously the 17 plus causes a a problem there. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I, there's going to be other games uh, by the time Christmas hits that Meta's going to be wanting to push, and they have a really strong library of of content to attach here, right? Like, uh, we know that Asgard's Wrath Two is coming to the Quest platform. There's Resident Evil Four. There's Iron Man. All pretty obvious candidates to to throw into a monthly program, but I, I don't know. I don't know when they actually do that. So, so question then, Ian. So I sign up for this in August. And so I can't go back and get previous month's items. Is that, is that correct? That should be the way it works. Yeah. Unless you've, unless you were a member during that period, I think you're not going to get those games, but like we still need to investigate and and actually get in there and see this. Uh, there could right, be because I, I need like to that. know whether or not to suggest to folks sign up if you're ever planning on signing up for it. Sign up for it right away so you don't miss any of the titles. Or yeah, do you? I, yeah, that was going to be my recommendation. Is is yeah, it, it is. If you're in the Quest ecosystem to begin with, um, this kind of scene. Like I guess if you've got a strong library to begin with if these titles are already in your library um maybe don't do it but if you expect to see yourself going from quest 2 to quest 3 and uh, you don't have some of these games in your library it's it's a really tempting offer i'm also you know this gets to another sort of like philosophical thing of just the content you own not coming with you if you leave the headset type type thing like it makes it even rougher when you sign up for a subscription and the moment you cancel that subscription all your content goes away like that's it's it's pretty crummy when you decide you want to change devices and all of your content goes away this is even like one more layer of it's it's just as crummy as you buying a multiplayer game and then they turn the servers off and so the game becomes uh garbage uh, you know, useless. So, okay. And I'm seeing plenty of people calling out Pico in our comments, sort of mm-hmm. uh, waving that Pico flag. Uh, the thing over on Pico is they've announced and, and seem to be working on their content library, but it's not it's not at the level of of what we're seeing of investment from the Quest content library. So. You obviously, if you're if you have a very strong PC based VR library, you can plug that yeah. right into your Pico and have a really wonderful PC based experience on your Pico. But the standalone library over on Pico doesn't quite match the depth that we're seeing out of Quest yeah. right now, yeah. and we're you not really seeing only level just of need virtual desktop on your Pico for right. Everything else is. How Easy. many people like, like that's the thing that we that that David Heaney has been drum beating from for years now is right yeah. like there's an order of magnitude more people who are never going to connect the thing to a PC uh, that are just going to use the thing as standalone and we kind of have to think about those folks. Um, but well, if you go down the list, go 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 look at the list of what's available for Pico, and if you see your favorite content on there, like Walkabout Mini Golf, Walkabout Mini Golf just made their big announcement. We covered that uh, as part of our showcase. All of the DLCs that Walkabout has done, awesome DLCs, are promised now for the Pico platform. And, you know, if you play two games, if you go, you know, there's plenty of people out there that Walkabout is their thing. They will, that they're using VR on a regular basis for that. 
then Pico is a wonderful solution for you there. Yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind, too, that if you're in the U.S., you have to go through great leaps and bounds to get a Pico 4 into your hands. Uh, Wabo, I mean, I Wabo saying Pico is 90% of the most played standalone apps right. Uh, I Look at the exclusives. Go to the exclusive content like Resident Evil 4. Um, you know, Resident Evil 4 might not, you know, that's going to be something that is going to be very, very heavily played, uh, but also inaccessible on competing devices. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out D1360V backwards R says, uh, same with HTC Vive's PC VR content, but standalone content is scarce. You know, uh, this is something very interesting, and we're going to talk about uh, another headset here in, in a bit. Um, I don't have any uh, Lighthouse boxes in my new office. When I moved here almost a year ago, actually it's been about a year now since I've moved uh, into my new house and in a uh, new office. Uh, it's, a, it's a little small, but uh, I do almost my VRing, which is a word now, hashtag VRing, uh, out in the living room. I got a big open living room, just move the coffee table, all good. But I don't use any of my HTC headsets right now because I don't have Lighthouse boxes up and I don't have any of their mobile solutions. So do I need to do that? What am I missing? Am I missing anything? Yeah. I, the, yeah. Well, all right. So let me think about that. There's full body tracking, obviously multiple types of full body tracking solutions um, roaming out there, but that you know, I don't they lost us. They lost, yeah, I know they lost us when they switched over the tracking system. I had several pucks, uh, but they were only compatible with the 1.0 trackers and then I got the index and we bought uh, several of the 2.0 base stations so that we could get the best tracking possible and then discovered, you know, realized late in the game there that the 1.0 trackers were not compatible with the new new base stations and like, are we going to go out and invest in four, five trackers or whatever? in order to just test out full body tracking and bring us a full body into the studio. And instead he, you know, frames this picture perfectly. So it cuts off right, right where our uh, avatars end. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do what David does. I, I, he stands. Have you seen him stand up in the middle of the show to show that he doesn't have a lower half? It's very jarring for me and it's what? jarring for our audience. Don't do it. No, do it. I, I mean, first of all, I, I don't want to show anybody the, because I'm apprehensive now about showing off the top of my uh, torso <laughs> because you, you made me feel, you know, you body shamed me at the beginning of the show, Ian. Uh, but no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, um, no, I, w but, but to get back to my HCC point uh, is, so there are things that are exclusive on Oculus stores that don't exist in other stores. Is that an accurate statement? Yes. Sorry. I was reading a Portuguese uh, comment. Um, I'm I'm guessing they want uh I don't know I th I'm guessing they want a quest in in Brazil but uh, I think they want something to... like that we get that request but I I'm not it's, someone's going to have to translate that for us what was that question Kyle No I just want to know okay so so we're talking about HTC and the need for me to go and play with their ecosystem so they have their standalone so so HTC is pushing the standalone base trackers that's they've they showed it off i tried it they had these cool trackers put them on my feet went through a whole like calibration process 
And I experienced kicking a soccer ball uh, for the first time, I think, ever using HTC standalone hardware, the Vive XR Elite, using their new uh, trackers that are compatible with that, no base stations. And it was really, really awesome to be able to finally kick a soccer ball. But, you know, we, <laughs> David Heaney has the Vive XR Elite. In his grips, mm-hmm. we went and spent the money to purchase that. Uh, thank you. Uh, and he's got higher priorities. And I don't, I don't hear anyone screaming in our audience for that Vive XR Elite review. Like I'm sure you'd all want to read it. I'm, it's valuable to our audience, but I don't, I don't see the desire out amongst readers, uh, amongst VR perspective, you know, buyers to go and and find and get that XR elite really, really fast. Let me ask, uh, let me ask you. So in terms of content, is there any content that is unique to the HTC ecosystem that you cannot play on any other device any, any other than the HTC ecosystem? Are there any titles that are, uniquely theirs yeah i can't i can't think of anything that i could say go and go and get this with full body tracking on htc yeah so no second part to that question though is there unique specific content that you can only play in the meta ecosystem that doesn't exist anywhere else yes plenty right right plenty so why? You can play like, everything. What is that? You're going, why would anyone buy it? Yeah, I see where you're building toward, right? Why would I'm, anyone I'm just, buy I'm just trying XR to ask, somebody make the case for me why I would want something from the HTC ecosystem. And and this is this is not me bad-mouthing them. It's a challenge. Uh, give me some reason to buy your product. Give me something that your product can do that isn't just a lesser version of what somebody else is doing or equal to lesser or so, equal to. So there are, uh, let's, let's qualify a little bit, bit of these things. There were a few pieces of content that hit XR elite first or were planned to hit XR elite first, but I didn't see anything that was solely like kept to the XR elite platform. Um, there is, you know, Viveport has pushed, uh, early, it was a cool idea for them early to push the five port subscription plan. So they had right. Quest Plus, you know, essentially years ago at the launch. You know, within the first year or two, it, of it still exists. Right? I think yeah, it's still out there. And well, no how much is it a it. month? What, how many times? Right? And what get? platforms does it run on? And so, right. you know, some of that stuff runs on standalone. Some of the stuff runs on PC. Right. It's, so I feel like a comparison of Viveport versus Quest Plus uh, is something that will have the byline of Ian Hamilton very soon. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not spending that time. It is not. No, I'm not doing it. No, sorry. No? Okay. Because we just went through all the hardware hardware issues that are prefacing the... No, let's get that, let's get that review up from David Heaney on how this hardware compares and then we can talk about how the software libraries compare. That's fine. That's if the what hardware freelancers isn't, are for, Ian. <laughs> I'm all gonna right. fight you. I'm gonna fight you yeah, in virtual reality live. I know you are. Ooh, we're in yeah, the same time zone, so I think the latency will Let's be. Let's do it. 
The latency will be down, so we've got the we've got maximum. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, um, so that's the that that's the HTC uh, conversation. Gamer, that we gamer had tag during is the, saying VR champions. So maybe that's one yes. of the titles. VR the champions. Oh, I get it. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Love it. Um, hey, let's talk about Quest Pro eye tracking being improved and becoming more uh, accurate. Um, now, Ian, do, do you do you keep your eye tracking on on your quest pro uh i i i'm scared to go into my menu and see if it's on right now because it might yeah it might yeet me out of the experience um so, sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say i can tell you right now for a fact that that was the first thing that i played with when i got the quest pro and it was the very first thing i turned off i mean it was it was abysmal I looked like like when my grandma used to have those big fake eyelashes and then they'd like get stuck and her eyes would be all like twitchy and stuff. Sorry, grandma. <laughs> uh, I, it, it, oh, uh, my avatar yeah, the images like you that. put in my brain, Kyle, are, are you're very, very good with the visual imagery. Kuya is saying that they've been waiting for the XR Elite review. So, Kuya, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for, for calling that out. Um, I don't see a consensus uh, of people in your that, in your but area. He did, do, he did write that in all caps. I mean, yeah, that, so that counts it's a very for at least serious. five people. Yes, yes, it's a five-person yeah. screen right there. Um, yeah, so I did. I, I did mess with the eye tracking on Quest Pro as soon as I got the headset, uh, and then I turned it off. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't. I don't remember turning it on since. Uh, I, I think I tried checking it out in horizon worlds um but it's just not you know there's no uses for it before you go any further i'm gonna gonna make an assumption here that there will be no more quest pros sold there will be no new buyers of the quest pro Wouldn't, wouldn't you say that it's done being sold like there's nobody out there right now who's actively looking to buy a Quest Pro, and I could be wrong. Please tell me if 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 I am. But all of the Quest Pros that are ever going to be sold have been sold, and so any updates to this headset are for the current audience who probably all bought them pretty quickly. They were early adopters because that's what this headset was for, in my opinion. Uh, We've all turned it on, saw how bad it was, and turned it off. How are they going to encourage folks to test out this new accuracy that they've like any new updates like that to the Quest Pro that aren't automatically turned on? How, how do you get your yeah. very small group of users to to care? Well, all right. So let's let's be careful in how we we talk about this because. Uh, David Heaney and I have discussed this at length. Yeah, you're 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 hitting on exactly some of the the questions that we've turned over uh, again and again. Um, let's let's go to the actual language that uh, Meta said here. Uh, we've improved eye tracking on Quest Pro to make it more accurate across a broader field of view and during expressions like winking. So this is a fundamental pitch feature of the Quest Pro. But one thing that we noticed is because the feature wasn't on by default and because Meta was clearly afraid of people's reactions to the fact that 
their shipping eye tracking, like their nightmare headlines that would follow from that. You know, Meta wants your eyeball data uh, would be an obvious headline for anyone to run if they sort of turned that on as a as a default feature as you know, automatic. Um, over on the Apple ecosystem, the Vision Pro that's coming uses eye tracking as its fundamental uh, targeting system for the UI. So there has been a lot of debate and misunderstanding discussion over on social media over exactly how this eye tracking system is going to work, how tiring it might be, how exhausting it might be to kind of actively use your eyes as a as like a targeting system. Um, I We're going to have to test it out at length. But there's an argument to be made here that uh, the eye tracking system in Quest Pro needs to improve in order for devs to uh, prototype similar content to what they want to build over on Vision Pro using a much less expensive system that's available to them right now. So that is the one use case that I can imagine recommending a Quest Pro to for someone out there. You're a developer and you want to have actual hardware on your head that mimics what Vision Pro does. You can you can go down. That's another story we're going to get to. I guess I'll just mention it now. Apple released its software development kit for the Vision Pro within the last week. So developers can go and download that whole set of tools. And in that set of tools is a simulator. So you can sort of simulate multiple rooms on your computer and see how your your app is going to function using the system. Um, but that's not the same as putting a headset on your head and actually seeing how uh, how pinch and look works. It's not the same as uh, developing a game using this targeting system. And uh, what was it? Thrill, um, Thrill Seeker went and prototyped like using uh, was it Thrill Seeker? I don't know. Um, someone uh, went out there and prototyped an APK that you can install and test out exactly what the Apple system is going to be like on current Quest Pro hardware. Well, improving the eye tracking system is just going to get it that much closer to that experience. Now, I've given that qualifier there of the only person I could imagine recommending a Quest Pro to would be those you know handful of developers who want to do all that. I'm not actually saying go and do that. I don't necessarily think that's the the best investment of your time or money. But I'm imagining there being a small subset of a subset of a subset of you know group of people who might want to to do that as a route to to getting their hands dirty with VR development immediately. So we buy a thousand dollar Meta headset to use as a dev kit for the Apple Vision Pro software we are going to write is the potential use case right now. I I would say that yeah that would be hmm. that would be the only that would be the slim 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 group of people that I could see telling uh telling to investigate that that, uh, that right. route. Well, cool means I mean, do we want to say anything more about the 
accuracy, the the eye tracking? I mean, is everybody able to see my eye rolls better now? I mean, is that? Yeah, well, uh, hopefully we can get that feature into the studio at some point to see how it improves over what we've done. Uh, People always ask us uh, what we're using in this studio. We are, you know, Kyle and I are both wearing Quest Pros right now, but Mm -hmm. David Heaney has built simulated eye tracking, more or less. He's... He's built uh, a logic system based in here that uh, applies targets around us. And based on where we're facing, uh, based on where our body is moving, he is inferring what we're probably looking at. And so our eyes believably look back and forth between me and the cameras and Kyle and the cameras. And every so often we can make the things go wonky by by finding these outlier edge cases to screw up the system um true eye tracking could potentially do that right where minute expressions um when you make a really bad dad joke and i die inside a little bit um that might come across to our viewers a little bit more with actual eye tracking or it could just make me look really funky because it doesn't actually convey the eye you know the expressions properly but or, or they that's would something think we're going to have to get to over time or they would think that there's something wrong with the eye tracking because of how much you'd be rolling your eyes and everything that i say pretty much yeah that it could it could make the system look pretty weird because of how much i i die inside yeah i think every time that you get aggravated at something i said your avatar should shrink a little bit <laughs> That way, by yes, the time that is you're... one of the features we can. So there's the super high end. Um, what was it? The Omnicept HP Reverb G2 Omnicept Edition, and that version of uh, the the headset had additional brain sensing uh, sensors. Right, it had additional uh, skin. You know, reading your uh, skin response. Uh, being able to pick up on additional signals. Uh, that's the stuff that like Gabe Newell, head of Valve, has been toying with in his secret lab, that Valve has been toying with in their secret lab. Because, yes, with that additional feedback, you can do nightmarish, unholy things with VR software that, you know, if you want to put on a nightmare machine, right, measure what is terrifying your users to that degree and then you give them more of that right like that is the the scary scenario black mirror scenario that we see um yeah i don't i don't want to give kyle that kind of power uh to see i don't want to give mark zuckerberg that kind of power um you know it is scary and i understand the logic right i understand the logic of meta um leaving the eye tracking as an optional feature but it it really i one of the things david he and i discussed we tried to get it out in like editorial form is right in these designs of these hardware platforms you can see the larger company represented right apple has this has this brand of being privacy protecting that's what they're they've staked billboards out globally that they are a privacy protecting organization. That's that's what they're like pitching and marketing everywhere. So them releasing a headset that fundamentally does the same thing that MetaQuest Pro does a year and a half later or two years later, right? It, it's 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 unfair. There's an argument to be made that that's unfair that Meta 
wouldn't be able to turn that feature on by default, whereas uh, Apple could. That's those are the types of things we're going to have to keep an eye out for over the next year. Is how public sentiment changes uh, towards these companies as you start like feeling like Meta is giving you free games each month. They're not they're not free games, right? You know, someone in your family paid the eight dollars a month for the Quest Plus subscription program. Program, but to you as a gamer who's a teenager or or whatever. Uh, Again, that's 17. How many people are actually going to follow the 17 plus rule uh, given for the Quest games, number one? But like what I'm saying is like, will people start loving Meta in the same way they love Apple or the way they love Google? Is 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 a threshold going to cross there where um, Mark Zuckerberg and Andrew Bosworth start feeling more comfortable turning on some of those those default information gathering features and uh, you know, are you protected by the privacy policies or do they just make you feel like you're protected? I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I think it has to do with whether they're having a Starbucks or a Mountain Dew that day when they turn that on. I don't know. Uh, there yeah, was, there's, so, that's a reference to something. I can't remember what it was. That's what, more oh, that's, Starbucks that's, that's Palmer Luckers. That's Palmer Luckers' comment. He was, re- he was referencing Palmer Luckers' comment. I am. Right, less Starbucks, more Mountain Dew. Honestly, I want that on a t-shirt. I think right. that that's let's, the Let's give the context. Thing. Give the context. At least give people... Uh, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to uh, okay. let you get away so, with your, your, your subtle dad jokes. Well, it wasn't really a dad joke. It was just, it was just an appropriate quote. So... Uh, Palmer Lucky was being interviewed by someone on a podcast. I apologize that I don't know whose podcast it was and uh, only saw the snippet because it showed up in my Twitter feed. And, uh, you know, the, the host asked Palmer uh, if, 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 you know, in, in the, in the other multiverse where he maintained ownership of Oculus, uh, what, what would he have done differently? And, it's it's a very valuable question to ask with uh, an answer that is, um, you know, uh, the the target audience is basically he what he said. He would have he would have focused on a different set of people for a different length of time. I think is the the yeah. fair way to it, summarize it. it. And the, I, the 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 quote he left off that was, uh, "There's too much Starbucks in this and not enough Mountain Dew." I right. think was his comment right. before he departed the, before he departed Facebook. Basically saying that if he had stuck with the Mountain Dew drinkers uh, is what he would have done. And, and a little less of the, the Starbucks. I, I honestly think, uh, was it? So D one, three sixty V backwards R says Peter H Diamandis channel. Okay. Uh, I apologize. I, I'm not. I'm not familiar. I, I don't watch everybody. Just remembers everything. the quotes, not where they come from. I, and then, I honestly, and then repeats I mean, them on that's our the podcast as if they were his own. They no. It was an obvious reference to initiate this conversation. See, now I got you. Talking See, about all right. This. Was he lured me into? He, he lured I me did. into citing the source because I knew you well couldn't done. leave it alone. Ian. You're, you're too easy. I play you like a marionette. Oh um, my gosh, Gia Godin in our comments saying that Palmer Lucky wouldn't have abandoned the rift. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, and and people would still be calling it the Oculus, and everybody would be better okay with that. You know, uh, well. Any of that. Anyway, you know what, though? Honestly, there'd be way less people in VR right now, um, is my opinion. 
less companies involved. Who, who even knows if Apple would have uh, less companies involved? Did. Yeah. So let's talk about how. Like that was one of the things I saw uh, Palmer Lucky pushing back on on Twitter was people saying that five won and like that was not a that was not a good take, right? Like that's so. I just have to push back on that a little bit where Meta used its subsidi- you know, subsidies. They they artificially lowered the price of room scale VR below a place where HTC could compete. And you still see it in HTC's marketing and communications that we're we're looking for a profit on our hardware sales is more or less the implica- implication. And Meta is not, right? Like they Meta picks its prices based on what's going to get the most users into their headsets. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to go too deep into my opinions on this because I'll just aggravate everybody. But, um, you know, I, I just I, I think that there's not really a good uh, resolution to that debate. Um, but, hey, speaking of resolution, Ian, <laughs> segway. Segway. Uh, what dying. do we know about the Quest 3 resolution and why is Best Buy being the newsbreaker on this? <laughs> All right. Well, a couple things here. The uh, yeah, Best Buy listing appeared for MetaQuest 3 and on that Best Buy page, it says that it's a nearly 30% resolution increase over Quest 2. Now, uh, David Heaney has been on this for a while, reported on some findings last year uh, by uh, people who are digging around in the code. Um, and they found a resolution of 4128 by 2208. And that was found in code last year for an upcoming device from Meta. And that, if you if you go and compare that to the 2664, by 1920, that's in the Quest 2, you find that the two resolutions there are 29.6% different. So you take all these little data points and you've more or less got a very, very likely resolution for the Quest 3, even though Meta hasn't come out and said what all the specifications are for the Quest 3. So, uh, yeah, Best Buy saying that it's nearly 30% and it being 29.6% kind of gives us a pretty good indication of of what that panel is going to be and how much crisper it's going to be than our current experience i always picture this like like a like a table of of executives called into a meeting and i don't know maybe mark zuckerberg has enough time you know when he's not training for you know championship fighting or whatever that he comes in sits in front of the table or he stands up in front of the table and he says best buy just, you know, broke this, uh, uh, we're mad at Best Buy, or do they care? Is this part of some sort of, like, did Best Buy get a slap on the hand? Oh, that didn't, okay, that's, that tracks. Uh, did, did Best Buy get scolded for doing this, or do, is this just business as usual? I mean, this Yeah, is it's one happens. of these things where I haven't gone back to the page. I haven't actually gone back to the page and see if this resolution was excised. I will point out that days before um, days before Vision Pro was unveiled, 
Mark Gurman at Bloomberg reported that the Quest 3 had a much improved pass-through. He'd gone hands-on with the headset uh, and actually got into an early version. Um, you know, there are... There are games to be played at the highest levels of these organizations to keep your narrative um, positive. And Apple is one of the best players of this game in the world. Um, you know, they they know how to control their story, control their narrative. Uh, famously, I remember one of the one of the ones back in the day was headlines came out saying that the iPad was going to be under a thousand, and then it actually debuted at four ninety nine. Was its debut price, and what the effect of that those two headlines had was kind of relieving the pressure off of this, you know, this sense that Apple only puts out high end, high price devices. Right? It 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 shut up a whole lot of people who were preparing for a different narrative. Um, I don't, you know, I can't, I don't want to make too many assumptions or too many guesses as to the motivations of things leaking, of, of the way these things get controlled. We're going to report the facts as we confirm them, verify them. And when we can't verify or confirm them, we're going to make clear what's rumor, what's speculation, what's guessed upon. Um, and when you don't see a source, when you don't see a named source on stuff, there's always a possibility that uh, someone is is sort of, um, you know, controlling the narrative narrative a little bit. Do you think that there might have been some level of uh, planned leak? I don't know. No, the, the best in this particular instance, we've seen a lot of product pages pop up ahead of yeah. the actual products. So, uh, and it's such a small piece of, you know, it's a small detail to kind of get out there and keep hey, the conversation we're going. talking about it here on our yeah, show. Fair. I mean, we're writing, I mean, this is, this is, that that's, that that's heavy, man. It's pretty heavy, but. You're 30%? Yeah. Oh, you're trying to transition again. I, I was, ah, don't, you're trying to transition. I, I was, I was like, man, that's heavy, but not as heavy as the Apple Vision Pro headset on some of the testers that has been reported. <sighs> Come on. I, I planned this out hours no, ago. No, that was clever. God, I'll give okay. you credit for it. But I'm, I'm going uh, to This is a fun one for our audio listeners, right? Like, this oh, is, my gosh. We're I'm actually... We, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready to fight you more than, than the last times we hosted together. So this is actually more fun to, to deal okay. with this well, situation I'm just getting ramped than it has up, been. Okay, yeah. I'll kick oh, it up God. to 11. Go, go ahead. So what? <laughs> protesters. So who are these testers? How long did they this wear is, it? <laughs> all right so this is mark Gurman again bloomberg one of the probably the most well-sourced um apple reporter in the world i guess i would call mark Gurman uh over at bloomberg bloomberg being one of the the most uh i don't know trusted or reliable news organizations out there um with uh bloomberg terminals if people aren't familiar with these things i've had one in my newsroom in the past it's a machine, a PC that Bloomberg brings into your space and you can only access feeds from like the stock market and you get the news first there. But they they ship their own hardware 
into your and you pay a subscription for like access to this terminal that gives you the feeds first from Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg's giant apparatus. Do, do you have uh, one? I not now. No, it's extraordinarily expensive. Uh, and no, but um, no, it's a. Uh, I've had one in newsrooms in the past, and it's a very useful tool to a lot of the journalists that are doing business reporting out there. Um. All right. So Bloomberg's Mark Gurman um, is suggesting that his sources are, are saying that people that are going multiple hours in this headset are overwhelmed by the weight. Now, of course, uh, yeah, David, he and I were talking about this. Uh, I didn't actually outline this in my hands on report as clearly as I could have. But my hands on I, I talked about it in the studio. I think I talked about it on between realities and I talked about it with Kent by I had a top strap in my demo like they whatever. So they did measurements of my face when I did my Apple vision pro demo. And then I walked into a room and it seemed like I was getting a headset that was tuned specifically for me. Um, and it included a top strap, even though some of the videos that Apple has shown show no top strap. One part of their stuff does show this top strap. Um, even in my short demo, 20 to 30 minutes, I felt the weight of the headset. And I noted, I did note that in my hands-on report. I, you know, I'm on record after having only 20 to 30 minutes in this headset saying I could see the weight of this device being a bit straining. Um, but I see all, you know, almost all current headsets that I've tried have been straining after that length of time. They, they all get to you to some degree. So, uh, Daniel, which, by the way, I would never do a Netflix uh, show anyway uh, special because it would probably be on Apple Plus with as much as we've been talking about Apple lately uh, in, in, in internally. Um, he says, you know, how much lighter would it be without the 3D eyes on the front? And I feel like one of the first hacks that you're going to see when this becomes available to consumers and, you know, all those YouTube sites that, you know, rip stuff apart and everything. First thing you're going to see is somebody's going to take all that off of there. Like, will it work if you remove <sighs> Palmer all of Lucky. that? Palmer Lucky himself might do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there you go. I mean, yeah. I still love his go improvements, but I, oh, I mean, no, no yes. don't do it. No. Yes. All right. Anyway, so Ty, yes. Ty, thank you for the money. Uh, just gave a, 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 some money there. Uh, thank you so much. Um, the, uh, this, I'm, a, I'm wondering what does Apple remove from a vision headset? So if they have, if the vision pro is the high end super device, and there has been reporting from German and others that Apple is going, you know, is working on a follow-up device as quickly as they can. What do they remove from the device to make it more affordable? And over on, you know, over on iPhones, they they segment them by storage. So that was one early way of segmenting devices when they only had one like version of the iPhone, you could go get the the 32 or the 64 or the 64, or the 128. And that's what Quest has done with its Quest 2 system and even Quest before that, segmenting based on storage. Now the iPhone is just like sprawling multiple products, multiple years. You've got Pro, Pro Max, uh, SE. They're trying to get this entire 
range of buyers all the way from super pros down to the entry-level kid who's just getting their first iPhone for the first time or a grandma that doesn't want all the extra features. Um, what, what does that look like for VR? How does Apple follow and segment these devices for, for different users? And that front-facing uh, eye-level, eye-connection camera as well as all the additional eye tracking, like it's really hard. I I love games that use controller tracking so much, right? Walkabout mini golf, pistol whip, beat saber. Every great experience I've had with the exception of a few really interesting experiences that are hand tracking based have been controller-based tracking. So it's an, it's incredibly hard for me to look at what Apple's doing and saying, you need to cut away your like differentiating features and bring back the controllers. Like That's in my gut what I want to say that they should do. Like If you're going to go for a lower price, at least make it for the gamers. At least, at least get those amazing games over on your system that uh you don't have ready to come now like uh we've talked about this a couple times but walk about mini golf right uh how would it work on a vision pro um Hmm. you've got one of the ideas is you could hold an iphone in your hand as a putter your iphone could then become a putter and you've got this accessory to use is that going to be a route people are going to use or are people not going to want to lose the battery life on their phone? Even in that scenario, do you need a dedicated controller in your hand so that you aren't using the battery life from your phone in order to have a great VR experience? It didn't work in gear VRs. Like that was a really bad, like people wouldn't want to go into 20 minutes into VR in a gear VR with a Samsung note phone and then come out and find their phone at 20%. Like that was a really crappy situation for a lot of people and a non-starter. Um, is Apple going to do a controller? Is it going to be <laughs> one controller or is it two? I, I was, if I was fantasizing about this idea that what if they just put out a single controller? Because you actually get a large number of cool games just from a single like ambidextrous controller. Um and uh, you could get, you know, like Pistol Whip works with one controller, Walkout Mini Golf works with one controller, and then you could have a you could have a controller you could move to either hand. You could have hand tracking track one hand, and controller yeah. tracking the other. You could uh, have that eight about? controllers for general grievous mode, Beat Saber. I mean, you know, you could do any number of things. Honestly, I I don't I, obviously. I mean, input is still hard. It's it's almost been like a mantra of this industry for whoever knows how long. But uh, Apple has to have an input solution other than your finger. Somebody said finger whip, you know, pew, 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 pew. I mean, that would all be right. Cool. So to recap, all right. So, yeah. Oh, and just like that, Ian has noped out because he was going to make an observation that I wasn't going to agree with. So uh, we'll let him come back in. Um, now, to, to get back to just the idea of the the eye thing at the front, I do think that that's more of a pro design uh, uh, 
logic for Apple. And and I think, oh, you're back. I, I was just uh, making – hold on, happened. let me finish my point. Uh uh, and so that's why Ian's wrong. Uh, and so <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was talking about the ad, the pro, the Apple vision pro, the eye thing on the front. I think that's more of a pro thing. And I think you were kind of touching on that is that it doesn't need to be there. And so you remove, I mean, we're talking about ounces at a time, ounces, 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 or kilograms, whatever, or grams. Yeah, grams. Uh, how much do we need to remove to make this thing way less, which is the whole point of the the, the conversation? Uh, how do we make it way less by removing things that don't need to be there for a pro design? So the the Apple Vision Gaming Edition comes with their own proprietary controllers, no eye thing, because you're playing a game, so you don't necessarily need anybody to see that you're playing a game. They can tell you're playing a game because you're holding a controller. So, yeah, removing the external eye sensor, yes. So going back to the core of that whole uh, thing about controllers, yeah, it makes the most obvious thing. If you just remove the external portion of that, you could still, like you could potentially still do a lower version of that. Like what was explained is that's a very... Uh, theoretically they didn't they didn't show the eye screen working even in their demos right it, there's multiple modes for people that aren't familiar this outward facing display has multiple modes if you are aware of the people in the room it'll show your eyes hypothetically again because we haven't seen it um to the people in the room but the type of display they're using is if you've got multiple people in the room They'll still see your eyes at the believable points because of the type of display system that they're using. A futuristic, super low resolution, but they're still working around ways to, to make it doable. But to anyone in the room, it'll look like your eyes are actually receded into the headset at the correct places. And it'll look correct to multiple people in the room, which is mind-bendingly advanced technology i remember seeing that technology at seagraph uh i don't know a decade ago presented by the kinds of people that went and got hired at meta to develop their most future-facing display technologies um yeah you could toss out some of that display tech maybe you just have it like maybe just have a, a flat one that still has some kind of display but doesn't show the eyeballs it, it, it switches to some kind of like uh, mode to let you see through it, but again, it's it's really hard for me to say that that stuff gets removed when like we don't know what audience they're necessarily going to target with a lower end device. I don't remember who said, and I'm not going to scroll up as it was too far up in the comments. So take credit when I say this, but somebody's like, well, they should just do single eye. You know, Leela from Futurama mode. You know, just one right in the middle would be adequate. So yeah, the 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 Apple uh, Cyclops—that's what they yes. call it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm. It's the it is the ultimate kind of like. How are these products going to compete? When are they actually going to compete head-on, price-wise? Because to me, um, it seems like Meta. Like when I see all these updates that we're reporting week in and week out from Meta. Meta updates its software on a monthly basis, and Apple seems to update its software on a yearly basis. And 
Apple isn't prepared for that kind of like speed of new features getting rolled out. And then there's the then there's the games that they're going to add on. And you combine that with the price that they're willing to subsidize and, and forego any hardware profit because they want you in their ecosystem and they want you engaged with their platform so that hypothetically down the line, you know, they can show ads against what you see. How well, does Apple catch up to that? I mean, I don't know. We don't know what the, uh, the the iteration cycle will be also. But I have to just point out, Jonas Hess, you, you win this episode <laughs> by saying the iClops. That's brilliant. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's just that's just smart. But Give, no, but we, they, we, that's we don't the, the, know. You're going to you're going to crown like the best dad jokes of the week on your show Absolutely. when you do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you if you watch my new show and you make a joke, uh, I'm going to have to start putting it up on a board behind me. I have a little whiteboard up here. I'll write them up on the board. Everybody can look at them. Uh, we don't know how often we're going to see iterations on the Apple Vision X, you know, whatever it's going to be called. Um, well, not X. It would probably be XR, XR, XS plus. Uh, anyway, uh, it'll be an X, but they'll call it a 10. Uh, you know, all those Apple things. But uh, I are we going to see... Next year, come I don't know February, February, March, April, May, June. Who knows? Uh, right. Apple Vision Wait, Pro on. come out. No such piece. How does Apple catch up to Meta? Is that a serious question or a joke? I appreciate that the pushback of that question. I get it. Apple has advantages. They have technological advantages, and and one of them being their silicon. You know that is the core. Their their engine at the core of their headset is built core. by them. And is going to be years ahead of what Meta is building towards. But Meta has been at this for a decade. They have tens of millions of devices in market. They have relationships with consumers that they've already established. And they're going from the bottom uh, of pricing on up, right? They did Quest at the lowest price. And then they Mm. went up and tried a little bit higher and arguably failed at their attempt to go higher but they're right behind it with Quest 3, which is going to have a dramatically faster chip. Meta went and found the minimum viable product to get millions of people into VR and keep them there playing games. The Going back to Palmer Lucky's comments uh, on this, this blog post he wrote years ago, he argued that free wasn't cheap enough. VR wasn't good enough to keep people invested. Even if you gave them headsets for free, People would not keep using them. Meta has been willing to lose money on those devices that people no longer want to use. Apple is going to try to ship a whole spatial computer all at once. But I'm going to defend myself here on me saying that Apple needs to catch up to Meta because Meta was a first mover here. And they have a real market available for their content and for their hardware. And it's, that is what Apple has to catch up to. It's market share. It is market share that we're discussing here. So when he says catch up to meta, it, it's very specifically market share. Um, you know, how many people relate meta to VR? Well, nobody. They always say Oculus. But um, it, it's 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 definitely a thing that Apple – you know, how long will it take is it's, I think it's just a matter of time, honestly, until they're both, you know, neck and neck. I want to address the, you know, Palmer did say in that, in that interview, that, that podcast, uh, that free 
isn't good enough. Um, comments like that have an expiration date on them. Uh, it, it, it's way off in the future, but but he, he is right for now. Uh, yeah, that's and, what uh, he was referring to that the market then. Yeah, he yes, was referring exactly. to the state and exactly. mixed reality, being able to see the past review of the room that right. dramatically changes that equation. Right. When you don't yeah. have to take the headset off every time someone comes in to address you. And that's, again, another fundamental advantage that Apple mm-hmm. has done here. In theory, Apple's device will be much easier to have on for extended periods of time, except for that weight issue we've talked about where weight. Yeah. You know. But just like every other thing that we talk about, uh, you know, input is hard. I mean that, that I believe Palmer coined that as well. Uh, back in the day, uh, I think input was his baby at Oculus there for, you know, the constellation uh, system and all that input is hard until it's not anymore. Uh, free isn't cheap enough until it isn't anymore. So these things do have expiration dates. And I think uh, content is king, which means I need to stand up and do developers, 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 you know, like, 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 like uh, Steve Ballmer uh, from Microsoft. It, it's all about the ecosystem that is created. I think things like Quest Plus or, you know, whatever Apple ends up doing, because you know, Apple is going to have Apple one family plan thing eventually it might not be with the pro uh, apple vision pro i'm not going to call it avp sorry ben uh i i i I'm, I'm going to continue to call it apple vision pro until it's called something else yeah um, no, i agree we're not we're not we're not going with your acronym i like that he he came out of his demo and he immediately acronymed it and i'm yeah. not i'm not going to use it i, I mean uh, i'm seeing someone else predator. get into this sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right so what uh, do we got what there was a comment in here um, from Crispy. Uh, Apple are not interested in the term VR. Meta has poisoned the public perception of the phrase. Um, I think those are both oversimplifications, but I don't want to do I don't want to do the term debate here. We we, we joked on on Ben's comment there, but um, I did explain this. You know, I did try to boil this down for other people recently, and. Uh, Apple is shipping a VR headset with amazing AR pass-through. Really, really great AR pass-through. But the AR pass-through is so good that you could look at this device and mistake it for an AR device with a VR mode. right? You could, you could think that you're actually looking through glass at your own hands, um, just like HoloLens or Magic Leap. Um, and you could be mistaken for calling that AR because it, it is essentially, it, you know, it's, it is AR, right? You are looking at AR, but what are you looking at uh, software-based AR or hardware-based AR? And it's this, it's this thing that the geeks in our audience, that the, the you and I care about, it doesn't matter so much to the audience out there what terminology gets chosen. Um, People just wanted oh. to have great games. Uh, people wanted to have useful reasons to to keep putting it on every day. See, Ian, um, yeah, you're subdividing it to hardware and software AR. Yep. And no, I know it's. But oh my god, oh, I know the the, the charts know. just keep getting more and more. I know, right? It's, it's a circle. Just, oh. it's a, is it a circle chart? Is it a is it a spectrum chart? And no one cares. No one cares. But I did. I did want to get it out there onto the record. I guess just once of just you're, you know, Apple is shipping an opaque display 
with amazing pass-through views of your environment. That didn't use any terminology, right? I'm just describing what the hardware does. And that is fundamentally different from when you look straight through glass at your environment and then have digital content layered back in by your optical system. Um, The reason Apple went with its system is because it's super wide field of view. You get all the advantages of a VR-based system there because of the wide field of view. Guy's in here saying it's a headset. Because it is. That's uh, yep. that's, that's our terminology. Twitter. That's David. I'm, I'm coming around. David Heaney is yeah. the it's proponent of this. Headset. They're all headsets. Where we've got, you've yeah. got laptops, you've got desktops, you've got phones, and you've got uh-huh. headsets. Those are the ways yep. you've got personal computers. You've yep. got you've exactly. got watches and, and AirPods too. But I I, yeah. uh, I always referred to them as HMDs, and uh, until in, it started sounding like a you know weapons of mass destruction so i i but I, I liked the idea of a you know a headset of mass destruction that should be a game title actually uh oh, man. i i i play that uh it could be like uh it could be like uh uh like a tank game in your head and you're just okay um, yeah sampler yeah. what that means yeah audio headsets head you know that term used to be reserved for kind of like headphones like you could say audio headsets with microphones on them you'd refer to like what gamers wear uh for their you know you'd refer to that as a headset uh but i think that term i do think we're heading towards an area where headsets is going to be reformed into hmm. just an all-encompassing term for standalone all, personal all we're doing though interface. is all we're doing is creating another term that isn't clearly defined and people will argue whether or not certain products belong in. Oh, Oh boy. It's headsets. They're all headsets. All right, well, let's move on. We did it. I said, we weren't going to do an, uh, a terminology debate. We did a terminology debate. I know. Let's Darn go beyond it. that. Oh, let's go beyond that and talk about big screen beyond. And their production has <laughs> begun. That's <sighs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So size. We need a sigh remover. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, it's really important to me that everyone understands that I'm I'm with you when you when you complain when like I'm I'm with the people in our audience that sigh as well. Uh, but I'm sure there's plenty of people in our audience that laugh every time you do it too. I just I'm yeah. not one of them. No. At least one or two. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, this is the the first wave of US pre-orders for Big Screen Beyond are set to ship in Q3 this year. Uh, This is a big deal for Big Screen. Uh, They've been working for years as a software-only company. They've obviously got one of the leading platforms for sharing in experiences in VR together, watching flat-screen content together. You know, that's the place to do that in is big screen. We know Meta is working towards it as well. We know that um, Apple has its SharePlay technology that works towards that as well. And the SharePlay technology is listed throughout Apple's documentation as like they're trying to push that as a major use case for um, for its headset. But for now, big screen is the leader. It's it's the technology that you want to use when you want to watch something together in VR. And now they're doing hardware. I've tried it. It was cool. It was incredible how much lighter it feels on your face and still have a fully immersive experience. Uh, 
big screen is working right up to the last moment that they can to try to improve the optics of the system. The thing to understand about big screen is you've got to get your face scanned and send your face scan into big screen. I think that's pretty interesting and a, a huge pat on the back to the big screen devs that they went out on a limb there, uh, so to speak, in in designing their hardware to require that piece of information. And then Apple followed suit, right? Apple's requiring a face scan in order to get its system uh, really fine-tuned. So it's kind of a, it's a, it's saying in some ways that Big Screen probably went with the right choice hardware-wise to focus on this. The thing about it is Big Screen is only really tuned for one person at a time. It's not a, it's not a headset you're really going to want to share with the whole family. Sure. So Big Screen Beyond, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it's another headset that I would need to put Lighthouse controllers up uh, or lighthouse yep. boxes for is, that yeah and then so, so oh, they are yeah. not making them they're 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 explicitly not making a uh mass market device they are targeting people who are looking for an upgrade from their valve index they're tired of how heavy that device is after all these years they want to take their index controllers their valve base stations and combine that with a higher resolution, lighter experience. And that's exactly what Big Screen is, is trying to target for its, at least its initial product. What, what I love about this headset is, I mean, first of all, it's not for me. I am not the target audience for this headset. Um, but the people who it is a target audience for are very excited for this. This is a niche product, as you've said. Uh, I, I, I love that it exists for those people. Um, I, I wonder about, uh, just like I do with every headset iteration, sustainability of that target audience. Um, you know, it, it intrigues me how much they've taken off of the headset and made it this bare bones, barely there, very ready player one looking. I, I dig that. I do. It's not for me. You're, you're muted. You can't interrupt me if I'm, if you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead uh it's it's smaller than the index controllers so it's it's you're actually asking the base stations to track more uh than than even the index controllers and i as i recall the the people who were working on the index controllers like they had to make a breakthrough to get the index controllers sort of tracking ring as small as it is on that device or like to be able to track it in that many scenarios point being there that like it's probably going to be better off if you have more of the base stations for the big screen beyond than than if you're just using one uh because of yeah because of the situation of it it being a small track space somebody in here said in the in uh watching a movie so ty says watching a movie wired to your pc is a bit weird to me i mean i watch a lot of stuff uh on my computer in front of me here that's now currently streaming i I watch stuff i'll have things on you know back to the future sitting in the background just something to you know noise while i'm working uh i i the the big screen beyond headset you have to commit to having two or more lighthouse boxes in the room with the pc 
you're you're not going to take this with you and go chill it, and bed. it'll work with one i think it'll work with one i think uh, okay is, but, it, but ideally ideally yeah but, but but honestly you end up with you're kind of limiting the usage of this to one room that you're going to pick that's going to be dedicated to the room you consume content with with this headset now you could realistically then put one above your bed you know or actually i'd probably you know at the foot of the bed looking down you know you have a little ir blaster you can turn the lights off you can watch a movie fall asleep that's cool um how many people are going to do that i just i that's why i can't see myself as being part of the target audience of this headset is because there's so many things that limit your i mean we're so used to taking a headset and going to you know aunt mildred's house and and showing it to the kids or whatever i i, I just I, how do you how do you sustain that yeah, I'm thinking there's a category of full body tracking uh, folks out there that are doing VR chat. But again, that's a small like it's a, it's it's actually one of the most engaged categories of VR user, right? Like they're the people who are going into VR chat and dancing. That is their their social network. That is that sure. is that they are socializing in there. And it's they're making friends and having real like connections that they're making in social spaces. That's all true, but that's still a small audience, right? We're, we're talking about an order of magnitude or two smaller than mass market. Uh, I just want to go play Resident Evil in VR and and just scream with my friends. Um, that's that's the market that you and I sort of believed would eventually get accessed um, sooner or later by, by someone. And it's why quest is like in the lead right now, because they are honing on that audience quicker than, than anyone else. So Anthony is saying here that it should come with a, uh, a gyro for three, three degree of freedom usage, uh, an IMU. Um, You can plug it into your laptop on a flight. Um, just go bust out your Oculus Go. That's what that's for. You know, uh, that's that was the intention of the Go is what big screen was trying to do is just give you some way of putting a lightweight headset. I still swear that the Go was a fantastically – it felt good on my head. It could have used a little refinement. I'm looking forward to Oculus doing a Go too, you know, or Go again. They can call it. That would be fun. And and, and and we could we could have just something for passive – media consumption without having in the need for anything external. And you could have your little three off controller or maybe a little remote control input is hard. I know. Uh, but something like that would, I would, I would love that. Now, if quest three becomes the powerhouse that it's claiming to be and lighter, stronger, faster, better than it was before, then does that negate the need for all of these smaller lightweight headsets? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. And I think lighter is always, there's like two, two avenues that I always think that people will probably pay more for. Uh, I think people are always going to pay more for lighter. And I think people will pay more, um, for better, better clarity. Uh, whether that's better resolution, you know, that is one aspect of clarity that, you know, people will pay more for a better sense of sight is the way I I've kind of, is that why the Pimax is so popular? 
<laughs> uh, you know, people that is what they, they pushed one aspect of better vision, right? They pushed wider field of view. And so there was a certain audience that's like, yup, field of view. That's, that's how I uh, determine my best VR experience. So I'm going to go get the highest end GPU and have the, the widest field of view. And to them, that was better vision, despite all the other drawbacks with that optical system, right? Like there's plenty of reasons why that's not going to be your best optics in VR. But uh, yeah, I think people are going to pay for a better sense of sight and a better uh, lighter experience. And so, uh, yeah, I think there's probably a certain category of like, let's strip out everything except the essentials. And Big Screen made some interesting choices here to 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 as a starting point for their next uh, couple of years. Let's let's be clear here about Big Screen. Like they have very big ambitions. They want to be a computing platform they they want end to end and they were pushed out of doing certain things by meta saying we want 30 percent of every sale you make on our platform and we don't even want you to really promote other ways of paying like we don't want to dump you to a the the browser and let you pay that way you need to pay us the 30 percent and uh big screen had to find another route to market but Point being, there is gener like they are thinking about generation two, three, four. How do you put compute in a in a box uh, and have that wired to your system? Um, there's, there's, I, I got think a great idea about those for sorts you. Of things. I got a great idea. You could just do a puck. You could just do a puck. Put all the all the GPU, CPU, and the battery in that, and just have a wire run up to the beyond. Give it some sort of inside out tracking. We'd be good to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there was um, there were some comments here. talking about the puck again and and what um, Magic yeah. Leap. You know, I see Roni Abovitz, the uh, former CEO of Magic Leap, uh, kind of banging on his drum over on Twitter, saying, mm-hmm. you know, we did the puck. It has everything inside of it. Uh, yeah, and Apple only did the battery. Well, this time, I, I and I think that that was something that Palmer also said was, you know, the puck could have had more in it and then the puck itself could be upgraded individually which gives apple the ability to iterate not the you know the 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 headset stuff but just the the computing part uh or vice versa either way um yeah no i think there's a lot to be said there uh for all those different options um yeah daniel yeah i got a great idea um okay so Big screen beyond, you know. I saw the um, I saw the deluxe strap is still, uh, uh, you know, coming down the pipeline. It, it that looks that looks sexy. I got to admit, it, it looks good. It looks like it's going to be nice and comfortable. Uh, you know, it, not that the headset needs a counterbalance, from what I've heard, but it, it'll be a nice little addition with the with the over the ear, which I I really approve of that that over the ear, uh, uh, you know, uh, concept design. Um, yeah, you know, one of these days I might find myself wanting a, 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 a big screen beyond headset for a specific use case. Somebody said uh, that it's it's basically the next index. It's the iteration of yeah, the index. Well, I think that's it, smart. It does, I think that's a smart observation. It feels like an index 1.5 to take the yeah to take the people from earlier. Yeah. Right? It's it's a good it's a good idea. But I want. I want Valve to show us what they've learned from this market, right? They've done Steam Decks. They've they've put a PC in handheld form factor. 
what does a PC in a headset form factor look like a true PC? There's this aspect of the Vision Pro where you don't you can you can hypothetically uh, start up the Vision Pro without an Apple account. What services, what apps do you have access to if you really went and got a $3,500 mostly brick device because it can't do very much? What do you get access to if you decide to just skip the Apple uh, the Apple sign-in system? You get a you do get a brick out of a Meta system. Um, you know you you need to have a Meta account to use their headset. What do you get if you have whatever Valve is working on? You know, if if, if Valve actually follows through and does uh, a standalone device, or even goes with this route of wiring a battery, right? Yeah. What do you really need to have Steam in order to use well, that account? Because by all accounts, you can go install Windows on uh, on the Steam Deck. Sure, and I mean, you know, we we know that we know that Valve, you know, they did the index. And I mean, what is their end game for their next headset? Is it going to be called the glossary? I mean, we don't know. Uh, but yes, we, we want to know what Valve has uh, coming down the, uh, the pipeline eventually. Um, I, I feel like we should spend some time uh, talking. And since Guy, uh, Guy Godin, uh, who is the uh, developer of a wonderful app that I'm pretty sure just has become a standard first purchase for everybody who has any VR headset is a virtual desktop. And, um, <laughs> Guy, you know, if you could just jump into the studio real quick here and talk to us, obviously you can't yet. Uh, we have all sorts of fun new things from you in terms don't, of... Don't tempt him. He, he has been in the I, studio in the interview for an interview in the past. He might still true. have access. He, That's true. He what would happen if a third person... He'd he'd they would go over sit there. over there. There's that, there's that uh, chair that, that David E. has still, over hiding behind the cameras. Yeah. We could still hear him. But he'd be sitting over there on that little red ottoman there. Um, yeah, we have all sorts of stuff behind the cameras that you can't see. It's glorious in here. Uh, not really. It's just a brick wall. Um, <laughs> so virtual desktop, uh, support for higher bit rates, 10-bit color, Quest Pro local dimming. But my favorite is the pass-through environment. I, I feel like every I – th- I think every game should have a pass-through environment. Every app – every app – it's not a game. Every app should have a pass-through environment. It's something that I've been wanting for a long time. Uh, you know, talking to Guy personally, he's like, oh, you know, I got to get OpenXR and all this stuff working first. Uh, a lot of dependencies. So, boom, there we have it. Um, I haven't even played with it yet, and it was my most requested feature. So, I don't know, Ian, what do you think? Yeah, so the you've talked about all the ones except for the one that uh, David Heaney is up in arms about here. Which mm-hmm. is um, Quest Pro local dimming. So this is I mentioned it. A, did you? Uh, you I did. You glossed I read it over it. Yeah. Um, so this is the one that will give you better uh, sense of of actually being in your environments if it's used really effectively, right? Uh, the David Heaney explains it in most of his stories now, but uh, OLED displays obviously can show true black, so they look fantastic in really dark environments. Um, games that have horror uh, elements, right, are going to be fantastic with an OLED display. It's one of the things that we've come back to. It seems like Sony has stocked up its horror lineup for PlayStation VR 2 
with with some really amazing content, like m- several Resident Evil games, uh, as well as all these other zombie and horror games, all coming to PlayStation VR two, and those should all be fantastic with the OLED displays that show you these these true black areas of darkness and and horror is going to be fantastic in there. Um, Quest Pro doesn't have that, right? But they do have all of these little lights behind the display that can be activated to give you a sense of contrast uh, across across your screen. So you could have a dark area over here, a light area over here, and those lights that are behind the display can help. Um, and yeah, so uh, Guy is always adding new features. He's obviously improved the streaming functionality. One of the key ones here, uh, HD. plus that's one of his new features supports up to 400 megabits per second bitrate whereas other options only support up to 150 megabits per second um and those are supported on all headsets except the original oculus quest this will reduce compression artifacts in very specific game scenarios like fast-paced action or dense vegetation or racing games but that requires pristine network conditions. So more or less a, a router that is sitting right next to your play space in order yeah. to benefit from that specific setting. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's funny because I wonder how many people blame the software for a very obvious hardware problem in their infrastructure. You know, it, well, it's not... It's David not Heaney, virtual yeah, desktop's like, fault, you know. <laughs> so I just, I just did a move. I did a move across country, um, and I was packing up all my electronics. I, pla- I packed up the PSVR two. I packed up the Quest Pro, and then I pulled out the uh, AirBridge. Is it is it AirBridge? Uh, it's AirBridge. Can't remember what it's called. The the, the, the official Meta Quest uh, bridge. Yeah. And I looked at it and thought, this is this is still useless to me. <laughs> and I, it's been, it's been like nine months or something since I released it. And sure enough, Geek Oden in our comments had a review of this thing within days of its release. And he's like, this thing, this thing sucks. He's like, he's, he's on Twitter saying, I don't know. I tested this. This thing bricked almost immediately. And here we are. I've got the Quest Pro. I've got that thing. And I'm like, do I, do I even bother bringing this this accessory that hasn't worked for me from day one. I, I want to know, and since you're here, Guy, what would your ultimate uh, physical hardware setup be for maximum performance? Like, give us, give us the, give us the, the high end opinion. Yeah, so I've done this with Guy in the past, and it's yeah. funny. Like he's he's recommended for me the specific router to go and buy. What I wanted was let's let's go get the best. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, router where you've got two routers at either end of your home. Um, uh, mesh. mesh, a mesh yes. network. Yeah. What's the best router to get? So you've got the two routers at either end of your home. You can hook up. Uh, devices over ethernet to either of them and you've got this bridge connecting them that's really really fast and 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 connecting your data across your whole network fantastic and he recommended for me the router and it's like he's still like he's still optimizing his software to run on the you know the pigeon the pigeon connections um he's trying to make it a great experience across the board and it's just it's a testament to this this lone developer's 
kind of quest to put out the best product he can, uh, even when um, Meta fails. Like, like at this point, Meta has Meta has dropped the ball on the Airbridge so significantly. Just just sell it to Guy. Just no, don't even sell it to him. Just hand it to him and let him <laughs> code your hardware. <laughs> I know he doesn't want it, but like, I just come on, like, pay him, pay him to improve your experience, please. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Guy wants any part of that, to be honest. Um, no, well, he this doesn't. is cool. Doesn't. So, for for those of you who are listening and not in the chat, uh, here in the, so Guy says dedicated router that costs fifty to sixty dollars. Like the Netgear WAX202. I was very tempted to make a wax joke, but I didn't. Uh, and then there was also an Asus XT8 is the best mesh that he has tried. Yeah, you know what? All right. All right. I'm going to throw it out there. All right. So Meta, go add up, you know, go do an estimate, do a cost analysis of how much money you kept from Guy Godin by not allowing virtual desktop to have PC VR streaming in his app for about 18 months, come up with a check, you know, to pay him for that amount that he lost because his app wasn't in the store with that feature for that length of time. And then uh, have him write your, have him write your, uh, your driver software for that and, and get it to actually work. I think, I think you will sell more bridges that way is what I'm saying. Ian, I think that right there, was the worst joke I've heard to the whole uh, show. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. I, it's it's, I, it's, it's I, me I, being uh, facetious I, I, and uh and a little bit serious. It's it's yeah. Is there a limit on checks, Guy? <laughs> Guy, I know I, they probably wouldn't be able to pay you enough to be able to be able to do what Ian's talking about. That's um, yeah. Fine. I don't know. I asked I, Guy. I, I asked Guy if he would ever uh, sell virtual desktop to Apple. Uh, Guy, Guy, put your response to me uh, in the comments. What would you, what was your response to whether you would sell uh, virtual desktop to Apple? Oh, he did respond to you. You're just asking him to repeat the response. Oh no, I don't. I don't want. Oh. I, I I assume oh, that's there, private. There I'm not going to put his. I'm not going to put his comment out there unless Zero he wants it out point- there. Zero zero one percent chance. So yep. you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> okay. There's I've a dollar Dumb amount. There right is a dollar works. amount. What is yeah. the dollar amount? Is my fa- is my favorite question. I, How many billions is it? You know what? Honestly, I I don't think he has a dollar amount. I don't, I don't think he does. Uh, that's that's the that's the sign of a good developer. He actually cares about his software. It's beautiful. Um. All right. Well, you know, Ian. I mean, just uh, we're we're gonna wrap it up here because uh, my battery isn't uh, ideal. All the testing I had to do before we got going, I depleted a good percentage of my headset. So, um, yeah, we we today we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I made a lot of terrible jokes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good episode. What what do you got for closing thoughts here? Yeah, uh, I'm ready to fight. Uh, ready to fight, Kyle. Um, I'm feeling very. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go uh, punch punch some bags to get ready to fight him. Um, is there make a sure... game we can do that too? Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, we can we can find multiplayer uh, boxing. It's I don't think it's create one player. I think creates one player. There's others that are. I forget. Let, let's, um, let's. No, I don't it. think it's multi. It's it's multiplayer. Um, all right, so I'm going to say please become a member, support us on uh, uploadvr.com, go and sign up for membership. 
uh, we don't, you know, it removes ads right now, uh, which is, you know, I, I don't like looking at ads. So that's a big win right there. Uh, if you go sign up and, uh, get rid of the programmatic ads across our site, hopefully we can add some more benefits to membership over time. Um, but ultimately become a member to support the work we do, help us grow our team. Uh, we want to cover everything that's happening out there in VR and AR. And we have a very limited number of people globally to get to that. Um, very happy with our freelance work that we've got coming in. Uh, we've got uh, people covering various things uh, out there uh, that we can't get to on a daily basis. Uh, but again, support us, become members, and uh, we can do more of that in the future. And uh, Sign we've got, up for our newsletter. Yes, also sign up for our newsletter. That's at newsletter.uploadvr.com. Um you can get a weekly summary of all our news if you don't want to, even if you don't even have the time to click on our uh, headlines that are very short reads, usually very quickly to get through. We've got a once a week newsletter where you can get everything that's happened in VR and AR that week uh, summarized for you on Fridays. And of course, just larger sort of things to think about on the schedule. We're working towards the end of the year. We're getting into the, the doldrums of summer. Like I said, week in and week out where, um, a lot of people go on vacation, so the headlines kind of slow as various managers are no longer there to approve and sign off uh, new products or new press releases to go out. Um, and then, uh, all right, you know, after summer, we're going to be in a nonstop race to Christmas Day as developers try to ready oh, their software for oh, the biggest sales yeah. day ever. Don't bring up Christmas. It's not even July yet, man. I'm telling you, Christmas. the devs right now, Geek, Geek, uh, uh, Geek Odin is like, you know, one of the highest selling developers that we probably have in our comments right now. He can be, uh, he, he can testify to the idea that Christmas Day, Christmas Eve are are the biggest sales day of the year and it's not even close. Like it is, you make or break it on Christmas Day, your whole year, multiple years of of. You're, if you want runway for the next two to three years, you need to have your product ready for Christmas Day. You need to have the, you want a spot on the front of the store on Christmas Day, uh, ideally. And you could be set for years of development. And devs today are getting ready for that now. And so we're going to work on uh, a winter showcase, aren't we, Kyle? We are, yes. We, yeah. you know, we just finished the, um, this is, the, the Summer Showcase 2023, if for those of you who didn't know that it happened or live under a virtual rock, I don't know. But uh, if you didn't watch it, it was an hour and 45 minutes of poorly mixed audio wonderfulness. Um, I feel I'm like gonna, every time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the rest of the team has uh, assured we are going to attack Kyle. Uh, and make sure that the audio gets mixed ahead of time before the I next take show. Is that full you'll responsibility. take responsibility for that? I, I take full responsibility right. for the audio mixing. Uh, I I chose the background music, and it was just too loud, and we didn't catch it. And it that's our you know they say that one thing goes wrong with every wedding, one thing goes wrong with every showcase, and that was ours. For other people's showcases, it's just their content, but ours it was just that audio piece. <laughs> uh, so go check out that it was one of our most successful showcases, and I really appreciate everybody's support and the wonderful comments. 
both here in the studio for each episode that we do and then for the showcase as well. Uh, but yes, continue supporting us by signing up for the newsletter and clicking on ads uh, randomly. On so the, the reason I brought up, yeah, the reason I brought up the showcase, email tips at uploadvr.com. If you're a developer, you're working on something for next year. Well, we'd like, we'd, we'd like to hear from you now. We'd like to hear about it early. We're going to, um, we want to work with developers, gain their trust. Uh, we consider if you bring us information under embargo, right, until you're ready to release it most of the time. Um, you know, like, so if you're working on something that you would might want in our winter showcase or even, you know, showcase next summer, start talking to us now. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll work with you and try to get ready. There was a lot of devs that pulled out of the summer showcase because they couldn't get their stuff ready in yeah, time for the showcase schedule. they might yeah. come around around winter but yeah tips mm-hmm. t-i-p-s at uploadvr.com is how to get in contact with our newsroom and begin that conversation for coverage uh anytime down the line yeah i mean we did uh you know it is a tight schedule on this stuff and if you're not if you're not ready to give us the stuff to put into the i mean it takes hours to put together each version of this you know which is one of the reasons why we missed this audio thing uh you know people were coming to us three days before and saying here's the new version of our trailer which is fine except when it isn't (laughs) and that's when we run into problems so we try to accommodate and obviously that kind of thing takes a lot of time so please if you are a developer and you want to do that uh that that's uh you know have your stuff ready start thinking about it now you know, I guess maybe it is smart that Ian brought up the uh, yeah, bringing a conversation stuff. with us. Like, if you if you don't yeah. have a trailer, we there's still if it's interesting, we still might cover cover something it, uh, if yeah. you want us to. I mean, like, yeah. if you're giving us a prototype piece of software and we're getting access to it, um, we understand. Unlike a lot of news outlets out there, like what it means to to be in that state, right? Like, yep. we understand how hard it is. Uh, the kinds of bugs we might encounter that aren't representative of your work. It's more representative of like what the quest ecosystem looks like or what a PC, uh, you know, so we're trying to build trust with our devs out there. And, um, you know, people are scared of journalists and I understand why, but like, uh, we, we want to build long-term relationships with the devs and our audience out there and, uh, bring us your, bring us your work. Let us know what you're working on. And if we don't respond or we're not able to get to it now, come back to us in three yep. months. Yep. Sell us your wares. We want to have it. So anyway, yes. Uh, check out uploadvr.com for all the latest news reviews, comments, and interviews. And uh, I haven't said that one in a while, have I? Uh, and uh, sign up and smash that like button and that bell and blah, blah, blah. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening. We'll see you in the future. Bye-bye. And that means I need to push a button for StopStream. No, I want to push the button. You push the button? I'm going to push the button. Go ahead. When do 